Previously on Tales from the Twenty Side. It looks like we we made it. I don't want to speak too soon, but uh, I can see Halton right there. My friends, I must be on my way back to Absalom. I'm sure we will meet again. Your friend, Abusto Ramirez. If you are in need of perhaps an extra blade in your journey back to the good captain, perhaps I could come with you. Let's bring her. If she wants to come, let her come. She was very good with a sword. If you're heading into the forest again, could you keep an eye out for my neighbour? He's a chap by the name of Dryden. Dryden Kepi is. He's a local hunter around these parts. The three of you with Lady Argentia begin to make your way south out of Heldron, back towards the Borderwood. And similar to yesterday, you find that the snow has crept further out from the wood. Right, are we about ready to go again, chaps? All get your drinks and stuff sorted. Mm. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Bottle topped up, bladder emptied. <laughs> Got a cup Soon of tea. Soon to be the, the other way around, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, welcome back, uh, listeners, to uh, Tales from the Twenty Side um, Pathfinder Second Edition Let's Play podcast. Uh, my name is Dom. I'm the games master for this and. Uh, all of our other adventures here on the podcast. Uh, I'm joined by our regular cast members, uh, Mr. Stu Jackson. Hello. Mr. Neil Kelly. Hello. And Mr. Darren Mifuchi. Howdy. How are we doing, guys? How is your little break? Doing great. Cup of tea. Love the cup of tea. (laughs) Nice cup of tea. Mash a brew. Love a a brew. Cup of tea (laughs) is is a... is a well-known staple of uh, RPGs, uh, as, as, as we all know. Indeed. Nice whittle. <laughs> staple of breaks. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so obviously we haven't got anything new to talk about because uh, the episode from last week uh, has just been recorded. So, uh, yeah, we're not going to faff around with talking on this one. Uh, we're just going to dive straight back into it. Still in lockdown. There you go. All Indeed, done. still in lockdown. <laughs> mm. Trying try not trying try to mention it as little, little as possible, uh, so that we're not uh, dragging this up up in the future. But it, yeah, it's it's going to be happening happening regardless. Uh, yes, we're still we're still in lockdown. We're still recording from home. Uh, there we go. That's it done and said. Yeah. Uh, so our three adventurers had just returned to the town of Heldron, uh, where they. Um, dropped off the uh, the Lady Argentia, who they just rescued from the Borderwood. Um, took some t- took a little bit of downtime in the Dragon's Fangs Tavern, where they uh, met an old accomplice of theirs uh, by the name of Arbusto Ramirez, uh, who seemed to have made a full recovery from the disease that he'd been stricken with before they'd left, um, and was actually being summoned back to Absalom. Um, as, uh, there was a matter there that that, that required his 
his bureaucratic attention. Uh, so much to his much to his own chagrin, he was he he was making beginning to make the long journey back to Absalom, and he listened to your story, had a, had a enjoyed an evening with you, um, and w- wished you well on your journeys, and hoped uh, departed w- with a hope to meet to, to meet you again someday. Um, after that, you uh, were approached uh, rather sheepishly by the Lady Argentia. Um, who uh, g- gave you a small purse of gold to reward you for uh, your efforts in rescuing her, um, and uh, also to ask uh, rather uh, awkwardly and sheepishly um, if there was room for her in your little band of adventurers as you were planning to head back into, into the Borderwood. Hmm. Um, you deliberated over this and eventually decided that um, you would allow her to join to join you on, on your journey as... Um, as she had already proven herself quite handy with uh, with a sword, um, and so glad to, glad of the extra company, um, you outfitted yourselves, got yourself some nice thick cloaks to help withstand the cold weather, and uh, you began making your way back into the border wood. And this is uh, where we left off. Uh, the three of you had just gotten back to the edge of the forest. Um, sort of already starting to trudge through um, the snow on the ground. Um, and we, we, we left off just as you were breaking through the tree line uh, back into the forest properly. Um, adventurers, what would you like to do? Well, let's um, keep trudging. Okay. What's Are the you... sun doing around about this time? Uh, so you, you left Heldron at lunchtime. Um, so... Yeah, it's probably about half past two at this point. Oh right, still trudging time then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, you you still got a lot of a lot of daylight um, on you. Okay. Okay. Make good use of it. Sure. Are you are you following the same trail that you've already traversed, or are you um, taking a different route? What do you think, chaps? I, I vote we go the same way. Is is the same way the most direct route? Do we think? Is that um, a question for me or for that's everyone else? Probably one for th- that only you can answer, Dom. Sure. <laughs> um, I tell you what. Give me a survival check, please, Orwin. Survival, because of course, as adventurers, we didn't get to make a single roll in the last game. No, no. you didn't. You can make up for it now. Yay! <laughs> Ominous. Uh, Seventeen. Uh, Seventeen. Uh, yeah, you 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 roughly remember, remember the route the route you took, and you know you don't know exactly um, uh, kind of the best route to get to the lodge in, in a straight line because you, you didn't take a straight line route, but you do know that. The, the road kind of meandered and twisted a bit and you are fairly certain that if you uh, kind of come off the trail fairly early kind of just after the part where you've um, where you where you find the crash carriage if you if, if you come off the trail early and kind of head uh, in a straight in a southwesterly direction um, you will cut off uh, kind of the meander of of the of the trail, at least the initial one before you reach the river. 
All right, chaps and, and milady, we, we can take a bit of a shortcut through here, I think. But the only trouble is, if we leave the trail and we go into the woods, then Otto's likely to get eaten. <laughs> it wouldn't be an adventure without that happening. But I'm also That's concerned true. It, it might be a more direct route, but if the going is harder, and if there is a good chance we could get lost, then um, it is not really a quicker route. I think a seasoned adventurers were pretty good at keeping in a relatively straight line, which, you know, is quite surprising, really. Does, does anyone um, have a compass? Then we will know we're going in the straight line. That we're, that we're heading southwest. Do I have a compass in my adventurers pack? Let me just uh, rummage around and have a look. I was going to say, would a, a compass come in an adventurers pack, Don? I don't believe it does. Um, Mine contains a climbing kit, grappling hook, and that's all I've got written down for my adventurous pack. Do you know what? We don't actually need a compass. <laughs> what we need to do, uh, which direction are we aiming to head if we come off, Dom? Uh, so if you kind of, if you, if uh, yeah, so literally if you come off in a southwesterly direction, because you know, you know the, the, the trail just after the after the, the carriage crash site. It does bend uh, <coughs> south quite sharply. Okay. Um, so you see, if we keep if we keep the sun to sort of just off to our lefts, to our right. That yes. yes. No, hang on. To our right. If we're um, heading to, to um, half to our right. We're going southwest. We're going southwest. Yes, Surely. so the sun is setting in the west. Uh, we are yes. going to slightly to the uh, to the left of that. Not completely, because that would be completely south. We're not um, 90 degrees, but 45 degrees angle. I was very confused about his left and his right at this point. Yes. And well, of course. Okay. At but the, you get at the this idea. Moment, the sun is in the southwest. So we will go directly for it, but the, the sun will move around as it sets and sets. Yes, in a... yes, no. we can. We can use that. We're not going to travel at night, I don't think. But I once we're in the woods, we can't. We, once we're in the woods, we won't see the sun. Oh, I see. that is uh, that is why I asked about the compass. How how thick are the woods, Dom? Uh, they do get quite thick, and you know this from your early, your early journeys. Um, it's not impossible to see to see where, where the sun is. Um, kind of as as you look up, you do notice that um, the sky today is particularly overcast. Mm. I think we chance it. You know, what do you think? What do you what do you think, brother brother Amos? And mm. Lady Argentia, what do you what do you two think? Uh, <clears throat> Lady Argentia pipes up and she says, um, "Well, um, I must confess, uh, orienteering was never really my strong suit. Um, I'm happy to go where where you lead us. I'm just happy to be to be out on on, on in the wilds again. But if we stay on the path, then we do not have to worry about navigating. We know the way. Otto is the, right. The, 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 the way you know is always." The, the easiest way, yes, the this quickest is, this way. This is sensible. Okay, uh, right. I'm not too far wandering wins. into the woods without a compass. 
democracy wins out, let's keep to the path. Okay. Let's stay off the moors. <laughs> stay off the moors. I admire your sense of adventure, Alwyn, but uh, um, forgive me for being staid and conservative in my ways, but uh, I think that's, I'd rather stay with the path. Okay. No problem. Also, uh, so you, know you start following... A... Go on, sorry. Also, we know that along this path there is a place where we can make camp for the night and shelter. That's true. Where you, where you got eaten. Where, where I nearly got eaten, yes. Yeah. Um, and we was, If we wander into the woods, who knows, we might encounter a giant weasel. Yes. And that would be the end of us. Indeed. Oh yes, we're supposed to be looking for um, um, for, for Dryden Kef, aren't we? Well, yes. I, I don't think looking too hard. I think if we happen to see him, that then, then uh, I'll mention that uh, the lady in the shop is a bit worried about him. Are there any... Uh, I suppose there'll be our own footprints or any footprints are going to get hidden pretty quickly, but... Is there any sign of anybody else having traversed through here other than us? Um, so, give me a... I've forgotten what the skill is. Where's my character sheet? That would be survival again. It would be survival again. Give me another survival track, please, Orwin. Oh, 19. There we go. Uh, yeah, you... There's... There's quite a few, quite a few set, sets of prints, uh, which you remember from the last time you were here. Uh, it seemed that obviously you were following the path that um, Rokar's raiders had been had been walking as well. So there are there are footprints that are kind of um, covered with, with snow. Um, there is one set that looks to be uh, a bit more fresh than the rest, and it appears it does appear to be um, leading along the trail that, that you're that you're following. Okay, well, uh, while ever it happens to um, go where we're going, I will, I think, follow it. It is, okay, it yeah. is one set of prints. It cannot uh, be a menace to us, I think. Well, no, it's, it's probably the stride and kept chappy. We ought to check on him, make sure he's all mm. right. Okay. Uh, so you start following along uh, this, um, this trail. Uh, after after a short short time of walking, um, you know you, you can feel the wind whistling and biting into you. Um, but you sort of huddle up in up in your cloaks, and you don't feel its effects quite so quite so sharply. Uh, you round a bend on the trail, and you find the chest uh, where you had previously been hit with a log, um, which is uh, still in in the uh, place that that you'd left it. So. The log still still hanging down from a tree. The chest still open and on its side, uh, from where Alwyn had retrieved the goods from underneath it. Um, and you proceed further along until eventually you come to the heavy snowdrift, uh, where um, Otto had been attacked by this large lizard-like creature. And eventually, after where you came across Colton and and Bagsy, but a, but a mere few days before. And, and how high is the sun in the sky by this time? Oh, um, it's, it's, it's still fairly light. Um, you feel it's probably only about four o'clock, maybe half past four. Mm. Uh, as, you, as you guys approach um, this, this snowdrift, um, can you all give me a perception check, please? I was just thinking, it's almost like a catalogue of all the places that Otto nearly died. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve. Um, 
nine. Big old seven for Alwyn. Okay. Uh, the, th- the four of you are kind of walking along, um, just kind of chatting gently, and, and Otto is, in fact, uh, regaling you all with... Um, Ah, uh, yes, this is the place where I was hit with uh, with the massive log. This is the place where I was uh, almost eaten by a giant lizard up a tree. <laughs> um, and uh, as as such, um, you don't know, the three of you don't notice this, Lady Johnson included, uh, but Brother Amos, um, as you're approaching this snowdrift, um, you do hear something moving on the other side of it. I hear something moving, gentlemen. Ah, draw the rapier. Okay. I'm not carrying any weapons, am I? <clears throat> you are a weapon. <laughs> um, I will go and investigate the noise. Okay. Uh, as and I you... will be stealthy. Give me a stealth check, please, Brother Amos. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, silent as uh, as as you can be, brother Amos. You, you slip away from from the group, and uh, you start moving towards um towards uh, the place that you previously made camp. Um, and you can still see that there is still the burned-out corpse of this massive lizard that that you previously fought, and. Um, you can see there, just just kind of picking at the bones, uh, you see a pack of looks to be three wolves. Okay. Uh, they do not appear to have noticed you. I will return to Alwyn, so Lady Malacene, and let them know that there are three wolves there. Okay, you do so. Uh, less than a minute later, uh, the rest of you, uh, Amos returns from his investigations uh, just as quietly as he left um, and informs you that there are um, some wolves uh, picking at the bones of this uh, this lizard you, you'd killed. There are some wolves you... picking at the bones of the lizard we killed. Well, we did leave a charred body line there. It was bound to attract uh, foragers. He's got a point. Um... Do you think we can go round, or do you think it's best to um, kill them? Or chase them off, maybe. Ah, maybe you can set fire to something nearby and they might run away. Uh, You do recall um, that this kind of heavy snowdrift was between the path and the place where you made camp. You, you, You kind of pitch camp behind it, if that makes sense. So we can avoid the wolves and make camp. Well, do we really want to make camp where the wolves have come to? Don't we want to make camp somewhere else? Where wolves don't come? Well, the the wolves are are well fed. I think as long as we don't attract their attention and and we keep a good watch. Was there anywhere a little further along, perhaps, which would have also made a good camp? Because I like that uh, place. 
<laughs> Even if you got eaten. Mm. Yes, I have fond <laughs> memories of this place. <laughs> well, there's four of us and only three wolves. Three wolves. I, I still say if maybe, maybe Otto can, like I say, just find something nearby and hopefully that'll scare him away. Throw one of your famous fireballs towards them. Yes. Perhaps I could set fire to one of the wolves. <laughs> and I think that might start something. I thought it was you who said scare them away. All right. Then I will set fire to a nearby tree. That's a good idea. Okay. Very. Uh, so you... Uh, Whereabouts are you? What, well, I'm sorry, which kind of tree are you aiming at? Are you aiming for one kind of in this clearing where you were camping or one a bit closer to you guys? Um, the one that's nearest to the wolves. Sure, so you aim for one kind of in the, the area where, where you camped. Uh, incidentally, it is the same one that it, it appears to be the same one that, that you were uh, dragged up by this, uh, this, this creature. Ah, oh, then uh, it is revenge <laughs> for the tree. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you, you, you kind of creep up a bit closer, um, call on your innate magic in your blood, and you flick this ball of fire toward the tree. Um, don't worry about the attack roll. Uh, Otto, just roll me some damage for that. Some damage. Three. Um, three plus... Three points it, is, it is just three points of damage. It's, it is just the... It's a plus your charisma bonus, your spell casting. Ah, plus, plus charisma. Um, six. Six points of damage, yeah. You watch as this tree begins to um, crackle and burn. Um, it doesn't It doesn't go up um, like instantly, you know, it, it's, it is still quite cold. It's got quite a lot of um, snow and moisture on it. But uh, mm. yeah, it does see, It do, does begin to begin to smolder and you do see a flame starting to um, Starting to catch on the edge of it, um, you you kind of hear from the other side, uh, um, and oh, it's, uh, it seems it certainly seems to have got got these wolves wolves attention. Um, one of them, you can kind of see from where you are, kind of creeps up towards uh, this tree that, that's now burning, um, sniffs it quite cautiously, um, and then. Um, Sort of turns back around to it to its pack and uh, um, lets out a lets out a small howl and um, uh, yeah you you all listen as you hear the sounds of um, footprints making their way back into into the forest. Well, that was better than I thought it would. It, it could have gone either way. <laughs> Indeed. Now we've got a ready-made campfire. Yes. And light by which to uh, make our beds for the night. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, just, just in case you missed it, it is still about half past four, so it's still fairly early in the day if you wanted to carry on. I, I think if we carry on, then we will find ourselves in an unsheltered spot when we need to rest. And, and... Does anyone fancy some supper? I could eat. So you, you set up um, your campsite in 
actually in kind of the same place that that you camped previously. Um, and you set you set a campfire and you begin to relax for the rest of the rest of the evening. Um, hmm. Are you guys doing anything before you before you go to bed? I think we ought to organise a watch order. Good thinking, Alwyn. I'll go first. I'll take second watch. Then I will go third. Okay. Uh, you do see that um, Lady Ajanti was uh, sort of there, about to jump in, and you've already kind of taken them all for her. Uh, mm. What's issue? Well, well you gonna, uh, it might be a long time. Can divide by four. Uh, uh, if we do it done. a two-hour watch each, then um, I, I will wake up the Lady Ajanti, and she will. You will you'll have an undisturbed. Um, Six hours or so, my lady. Ah, this, uh, this, this would, would be good. Um, yes, okay. Um, all right. Uh, and so, yeah, it is a you... position of great responsibility because uh, often uh, an attack will be conducted at dawn when people are least prepared. So that's when I attack. This is this is good to know. I think I, I, think I heard one of uh, our... Military commanders say a similar thing when uh, we were still at war with with Kadira. Uh, so yes, um, yes, I will. I will. will be vigilant. Don't you worry. I, uh, also I just say that's me. when he attacks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's when I always attack. <laughs> that's what okay. I would do. Yeah, you're a bandit. Good to know. I, I'm a bounty hunter. I, I have to uh, choose my <laughs> moment sometimes. Go. Uh, so um, yeah, obviously you, you guys kind of pitch camp. Uh, it's about it's about five five p.m. Um, so yeah, you sort of while away a couple of hours, um, talking, um, swapping stories perhaps, um, and eventually uh, it does begin to get dark and you you do begin to bed down for the evening. Uh, so who was taking the first watch? Uh, Alwyn. Alwyn was okay. Uh, perception check, please, Alwyn. Book 21. 21. Um, Very perceptive. Just as everyone else is kind of uh, settling into rest, um, you do uh, hear uh, kind of the wind beginning to pick up quite, uh, quite, quite heavily. Um, and yeah, this, um, the, 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 there's a crack of thunder. Um, off deeper in the forest, and um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, quite a, a, a moderately heavy flurry of snow begin, begin, begins, to, begin, begins to drop down. Mm. Okay, a bit closer to the fire. Sure, you do so. You kind, you kind of huddle, you huddle yourself up into into your cloak. Um, Oh, Alwyn, you're not wearing winter cloak, are you? No, I'm wearing a normal cloak. Okay. Uh, if you could give me a constitution saving throw, please. Yes, I can. Uh, so is it just constitution, not fortitude, or...? Sorry, fortitude saving throw. I've been doing 5e <laughs> all weekend. And That's why I thought I'd better check. That's all right. That's quite all right. <laughs> Uh, 22. 22, okay, yeah. The wind begins to bite in, um, but you kind of, as you mentioned, you, you kind of wrap yourself in your cloak and huddle closer to, to the fire, um, which seems seems to be enough to keep away uh, the worst of the chill. 
Um, but yeah, your, your watch ends otherwise without incident. And you're handing over to Brother Amos, correct? That's correct. That is correct. Um, on handover, um, I will say, that snow's coming down a bit heavier. Um, as I'm going to be getting some sleepy, do you mind um, if we just swap cloaks just for the time being? I'll take it back in the morning. I don't but mind maybe, at all. you know, if, if the person on watch has the normal cloak. That's fine. Because they fine. can sit next to the fire if that's all right. Thank you. Okay. Uh, sure, and yeah, you swap, swap your cloaks over and you settle down for your sleep, Alwyn. Um, Brother Ramos, give me a perception check, please. Twenty. Twenty. Uh, yeah, again, um, you don't see anything particular of interest, uh, but as Owen mentioned, the snow is is beginning to come down um, um, so certainly harder than it was the first time uh, that you travelled through this area. Uh, but you're kind of sat, sat um, lying awake, and uh, the forest is, for the most part, eerily quiet. Um, you do hear somewhere off in the distance, you do hear um, uh, the howl, of, uh, of some more wolves uh, calling calling to each other in the darkness. Um, but otherwise, nothing happens with your watch. You awake, and you waken Otto. Is it that time already? Over to you, Otto. Uh. Okay, uh, so Otto, you... If I could have a, a perception check from you, please. It's, um... Perceptions... Uh, ah, it's uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one, nice. Uh, yeah, as you're as you're kind of making the watch, um, the snow that um, Amos has been telling you about seems to be easing up. Um, and about an hour into your watch, as the as the um, as the snow does begin to begin to um, uh, drift drift away, uh, you do hear what sounds like footprints approaching you. Um, in the from from the forest. Ah, I will wake and, uh, everyone up. Kind of take a moment to you sort of stop and you look around in their direction, and yes. a few seconds later uh, you do see um, kind of just poking their snouts out of the uh, the tree line. Uh, you do see looks to be the same the same three wolves that that you scared off uh, previously. Um, yes. They quite ca- they quite cautiously um, poke their noses out of the, the tree line. Um, they seem to be very aware aware of the fire, and they don't come any closer. Um, I, I think this is time to wake everyone up and say stand to. Okay, uh, you wake uh, the rest of your comrades up. The three of you are awakened by Otto. What now? The, the wolves are back. <coughs> oh, do you, do you, do you, do your fireball thing scare him off again? Well, I Did thought that uh, not work. Um, as you you notice, um, Otto, as um, the four of you start to stand up and, and rouse, um, the wolves kind of shrink back into the forest and seem to turn turn tail for now. Well. Um, I seem to have woken I'm up going back to a, sleep. I yes, seem to have I'm, made a, a faux pas. 
That's, that's all right. It's better to err on the side of caution. Better safe than sorry, yes. Adam. That's right. That's right. No worries. But, um, but yes, if we come back, just do you want to fireball these things? That's, uh, it worked really well. It, it did, yes. Okay, uh, so uh, the rest of you go back to sleep, and Otto, you resume your watch. Uh, the rest of it is uneventful, and you raise, you rouse the Lady Argentia uh, for her watch. Uh, it is time for your watch, uh, my lady. Um, of course, uh, this is good. Um, go on, Otto, you, 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 you get some sleep. But it is just before dawn, so. Uh... Good to know, thank you. Yes. And. Uh, yeah, Otto, you find yourself to sleep. And um, a couple of hours later, uh, you are woken by Lady Argentia, sort of telling you, um, um, good morning, good morning, travellers. Uh, it is the daytime. Um, yes, it's time to get up. We need to continue with our, with our journey. Yes, good. we need to have some breakfast first. Of course, yes. of course. Uh, it's only a few miles now, is it yes. not? Alwyn will get his hip flask out. <laughs> funny, funny description of breakfast you have, Alwyn. I like ah, it. Ga- to Caden Galian. Indeed. To Caden Galian. Not too much want to make it last. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you, you, you have your breakfast, uh, you get yourselves together, and you begin setting off on on the second leg of your journey. Um, what order are you guys uh, travelling in for this? Alwyn up front, as always. Alwyn up front, then. Okay. Um, Alwyn will get his normal cloak back from whoever... Oh, yes, we can swap cloaks. Did you, did you keep it all the way through the night, then? I, I did. Oh, Is there, I'm suffering with this hangover. I'm not functioning very well today. <laughs> oh, poor chap. No, it's... Um, they get worse yeah, as I get have older. Your warm, have your warm cloak back. No, no, my thinking was whoever was on watch, you see, because they can stick things to the fire. That was my thinking. And I just wasn't yes. thinking. Warm, warm yourself up. There you go. It's lovely and toasty, that. Thank you very much. Uh, so Owen's leading leading the way. Yep. Who's behind him? I'll take. I'll go behind Owen. Okay. And then perhaps the lady Argentia, and then I will take up the rear. Of course. I'm going to suggest that perhaps Otto, um, as a you know spellcastery squishy person. It's probably not the best person to be at the back. Mm, I'll, I like take, your I'll, I'll take the back. I, I, like I your think thinking. it's probably more sensible. I guess yes, you're coming right. up the rear. You, you will have no arguments from me about coming up the rear. <laughs> there we go. Okay, uh, so you begin making your way back down the trail. Um, that you, you pre- previously traversed. Um, soon after you start walking, um, you come across the area where you had fought um, the lights uh, that, uh, that, that 
that attacked you in the forest. Um, and you do notice that there um, seem to be a few more of these little crow fetishes that have been hung in the trees. Um, but um, actually, let's have a, a perception check from everybody, please. Ah, yes, this is where Otto nearly got killed by those lights. Swansea. Seven, 20. Cool. 11. 17. And what for uh, Brother Amos? 11. 11, okay. Uh, so, Brother Amos, you're um, still a little bit distracted. Uh, it's still a bit, a bit of a chill from sleeping the whole night with uh, with um, with just a regular cloak. But um, everybody else, you notice um, that you... you while you do notice that there are sort of two or three more of these these crows that, that weren't here beforehand, um, you don't see any new ones being raised up, and you don't see any uh, any any sets of lights in this area. So uh, let us can... go on. Sorry. Uh, let us keep going. This place okay. gives me the creeps. Yes. yes. Okay, uh, so you proceed past um, the area with with the crows, um, and uh, before before too long, um, perhaps another uh, yeah, probably half an hour or so is walking. Um, you find yourself coming downhill, uh, overlooking uh, the river that you had crossed previously, and um, the snowman that had exploded in your face. Um, appears to have been rebuilt and there is a there is a fresh sign around its neck uh, that um, in a, f- a familiar phrase to you now says in common uh, trespassers turn back I mean they keep putting this warning sign here and we keep ignoring it I don't know why they bother yes well I don't who? think it applies to us I think we are here on legitimate business but who keeps putting it up a person or persons unknown. Mm. I wonder if it will explode again when we get near it. I've got an idea on that. Mm-hmm. Let's not go near it. <laughs> good, good thinking. Uh, going sense. to look to see if there's somewhere else where the ice is nice and thick that we can cross. Mm. And the okay. river is narrow. Uh, give me, give me a perception check, Owen. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can see that um, although this snowman is guarding kind of uh, the eastern bank of of the river as you approach, um, like it's it's only kind of in the middle of the of the, of the ready-made path, um, and where. The, the land slopes down to the river naturally. Uh, it is quite wide and quite open here, so you can you can quite easily get to um, the edge of the river without uh, getting right up next to the snowman again. Yes, yes. Let's let's, let's cross here then. Do you know what Otto had a brilliant idea last time? Um, where if we all hold onto a rope, then if one of us falls in, we can be. We can haul ourselves out on the rope. Oh yes, I remember that was a that was a good idea. Brilliant idea. So um, here, if, here's my rope. So I'll take one end of it. Now cross first. Um, well, perhaps I, I, I should go first. Next. 
I was thinking I should go first as I'm lighter than you. Only Do you know what? As, as a stout dwarf, you're probably not any lighter than me. <laughs> well, um, I beg through that. Well, all right. But I, I think I know I'm, you're. I know you're shorter, but you know I'm. I'm. I'm rather more elfin. Ah, uh, yes, of course you are. But, being, uh, yes. being a half elf, uh, I was going purely on height, and of course, uh, no doubt there's just the lady Argentia Malasin who is the lightest of us all. But I don't think she should go across first. No. But uh, the lightest. So how go... about if I go across, then Lady Malasin, then you, then then Brother Amos? Yes, and if you um, if you take a rope. And, and take it, lead it across with you, and, and tie it to something, um, tie it to something sturdy, and then we will have a rope going across, and, and we will tie it to a tree at each side. And that will give us um, yes, all right then, something to hold on to. Yes, okay. And yeah, you guys could quite easily do that. Um, between you, you've mm. got more than enough rope to do that. And yeah. this part of the river itself, <laughs> it's only about 30 feet across, so it's not a not a massive difference distance just to mm. traverse. Um, okay, so just a one piece of rope should do then at 50 feet. Well, yes. you kind of, I, I, I'd say you, you, you would probably need to tie two together just to make sure you, you've got the length you need. Mm. Um, okay. But you've, as, as I mentioned, you've, you've all got rope, so that's something you can do quite easily. Okie doke. Uh, we'll do that, and uh, Alwyn will start making his way across. Okay. Uh, sure. So, Alwyn, you start you start edging your way very carefully across the ice, um, and uh, it, it creaks and it groans a little bit under your feet. Um, but for the most part, it, it seems quite sturdy. Um, and in fact, you kind of get three quarters of the way across and you're standing in an area that you're sure um, broke under your under your uh, under you um, last time you, you traversed it. But it seems good and strong this time. Uh, you make your way across, you find something to tie the rope to and you complete yep. you complete your uh, your crossing. OK, my lady, short turn. Yes, we tie off the rope on our side and then my lady can um Hold on to it with both hands as you make your way across the river. You let me cross there without tying the rope off. Well, no, that bugger. We, well, we were we were playing it out. We were all holding it for you, so that uh, if you fell, it, the rope was tied around you. Um, so if you'd have fallen, then we'd have immediately pulled you out. But now, um, now we need the rope secure, and we need. Um, yes, we, now we, we need the rope secure. Yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> Lady Ajantia kind of listen, listens to this and says, um, come on now, boys, we can bicker later. And uh, she starts to make her way across the river. And, uh, yeah, after, she, she also takes it quite slowly, obviously following the line of the rope. Um, and, uh, yeah, before too long, she's made her way across the river. So it is between myself and... Uh Brother Amos. Perhaps if Brother Amos uh, continues to take it up the rear, <sighs> uh, I, I will go next. Okay. Also, uh, you you also start moving on onto the ice. Um, again, it, it creaks and it groans beneath uh, your your stockier build. Um, and there is a moment about um, about halfway across where you you do hear a slight crack under your feet. 
um, and you look down at uh, at the ice. Um, it splinters for just a mere moment and then seems to stop solid. Um, you kind of pause for just a second to make sure that it's it's going to hold. And you very gingerly and cautiously take another couple of steps and eventually find yourself moving again. And before too long, you have crossed the river. No, it's just Brother Amos. Before you cross Amos, um, are, we, are we going to leave the rope here? Or are we going to get him to untie it? That I'll, I'll untie it at this end. Good, then tie it, tie it to yourself. Yes. And uh, we, we will, uh, we will uh, haul you in. We'll take up the slack. Yes. Okay, and uh, between, between the two of you and Lady Argenti, you, you quite quickly coil the rest of this rope, rope up and you start, you brace yourselves and... Brother Amos, you, you step gingerly onto the ice with a rope around your, around your, around your waist and uh, you make your way across. You see the area that's kind of cracked uh, where Otto uh, was moving and you move a bit around it. Um, you see it begins to splinter further as you do so. Um, and you decide to pick up your pace just a little bit and you get across the river just as um, uh, this crack splinters fully across the river and you see um, a shard of ice sort of break away and sink sink into into the water underneath. Uh, but uh, you you do get across without uh, without an issue. Well, that was a close one. Mm, yes, now now we are committed. There is no going back. Well, now we can go back if we need to. We just go across a different part of the river. Oh, right, yes, of course you are right. <laughs> you, uh, you have an answer for everything. <laughs> uh, I was trying and to be I'm dramatic drunk. here. <laughs> oh, sorry, I killed the moment. <laughs> yes, you killed the moment. And now uh, my, my lady, uh, Argentia Malasini, is not impressed. Oh, that's, that's quite that's quite funny. Um, yeah, yeah. The, fo uh, the, the, the four of you do cross the river um, safe and sound. Um, where are you going? You continuing up the trail? Yeah. You you recall at this point that you're not too far away from the lodge. Um, as the trail kind of climbs back up a hill and then disappears back in, into the, into the woods, um, you recall that this is kind of where you encountered the bandits who eventually led you into the into the lodge. Hmm. And are, there are no bandits here now. Um, so you're still you're still on the bank of the river. You recall that they were a bit further up. Well, let's just walk until we meet the bandits. They they should be expecting us. Not far from where poor Carlton met his sticky end. Poor Carlton. I, I wish you hadn't reminded me of that. It's, I feel sad now. Mm. I was being dramatic. <laughs> You have an answer for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, so you continue up the path with Lady Argenti in tow. And um, I'll tell you what, let's have perception checks from the three of you. I threw a natural one, so six. <laughs> An eight. Twenty-one. Twenty-one, okay. Um, as you as as you're all approaching, um, kind of where you met the bandits beforehand, um, 
yeah, Otto and Brother Amos, you, you don't notice this immediately. Uh, you're kind of lost in thought, daydreaming perhaps. Uh, but Alwyn, you kind of get to the area where you think that these bandits were before, and they are not there. Hmm. Hmm. So you would think that they'd be here, but they're not. But look, there they aren't. Um, maybe they were on patrol and they're just somewhere else. No, if something is wrong, they would be keeping a watch. They had a permanent Maybe. guard here. Are there any uh, any remains of our previous where we left the horses and the poor um, I forget his name, but I Carlton. Love him, so. Poor Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to expunge the memory because it is too painful for me. Any sign of any sign of Carlton's remains? Uh, yeah. So you recall that you you you'd kind of left him by the riverbank previously uh, which is where you'd found him dead and then you you, you burned his body so when you finished crossing the river uh, you did kind of see a small a small ash pile uh, where uh, you had set that fire so um, perhaps we should proceed with caution yes I think so can we see the lodge from here uh, from here no but you do you do recall that it was kind of um not too much further. You, you kind of continue up this trail and then then round to the right hand side, and it, and it opens out into into a, into a small clearing. On the plus side, of course, this time we get to take our weapons. Yes, I am a weapon. <laughs> you are <laughs> you, a weapon. You are a weapon. I think that 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 needs to be on a T-shirt. Just a picture of Brother Ramos going. I am a weapon. <laughs> there we go. You're a weapon. Otto's a fire starter, and I'm a tool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the four, the four of you make your way up the um, up the path, and um, about a hundred feet away from where these bandits were or were beforehand. Um, or when you notice something uh, on the floor, kind of uh, just off to the left-hand side. And uh, you go, you go to approach. You, you you kind of approach it, and you see that lying on the floor is um, a crossbow uh, that has tied to it um, a whole bunch of pots and pans. It looks like it was um, it was resting in in a tree, and now is is uh, is lying on the floor. Now that's weird. Oh, do you think it could be some sort of alarm system? Perhaps. Uh, well, I, t- I tell you what, Omin, give me give me a perception check. Okay. I'm doing well on my perception checks tonight. Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen. There you go. Uh, yeah, as you as you kind of take a second to inspect this further, um, you do see that um, there was a line, uh, almost invisible in the snow, uh, that appears to have been tied to the crossbow, um, and was stretching across this this path. Uh, it does. It it does appear to be loose. Yes, this. I th- I think this is an alarm system. That's my that's my deduction here. Uh, can the crossbow be sort of removed from it all to make a working crossbow? It, it definitely can. Um, so I mean, it's a, at this point, it's a crossbow lying in the snow with a bunch of pots and pans tied to it. You can just untie the pans. That's easily enough. Easily done. Enough. Okay. I'll do that, and I'll hand the crossbow to Lady Argentia. Oh, thank you. Um, 
Uh, I think somebody, um, one of these chaps, might have some bolts. I've, I've got only got arrows, I'm afraid. Yes, I have a few bolts you could have. I have bolts. Good. And I think, um, I, I, think I will also load, um, withdraw and load my own hand crossbow. Sure. Okay. I uh, will actually, give... Sorry. I will give Lady Argentia ten bolts. Okay. Uh, yeah, she, she takes them very gratefully. Um, Stashes them in a small. See that there's a small compartment on her on her on her hip that she puts them into. Um, yeah, uh, actually, Owen, with that, with that perception check, you also notice that um, kind of from where this this line was running across um, the floor, uh, you can see what appears to be a trickle of blood leading down the path towards towards the lodge. Ooh, blood! Is it fresh blood? It's very fresh. It's still, it's still, it's still viscous. Ooh, still wet. Let's. Um, I think we need to pick up the pace somewhat. I'm going to draw the longbow and knock an arrow and um, start jogging. Okay. Uh, are the rest of you keeping keeping pace? Um, yes. yes, but I, I think the, the danger is probably ahead of us rather than behind us. That's the way I'm going. Yes. <laughs> You're going headlong More into the danger. It. Maybe we, uh, we need to be a bit slower and careful. Okay. But I will keep pace with you. I mean, yes, keep pace in uh, case anything happens to him. I mean, to be, to be clear, I'm not sprinting. I'm yeah, it's just, just like a like, light jog. Right. Oh, somebody's hurt. You know. Okay, uh, so you follow the path up towards uh, the lodge, and indeed, sort of, you kind of turn a corner immediately after where you found um, this, uh, this contraption set up, and you do see the High Sentinel Lodge. And um, this trail of blood seems, seems to... Um, it leads towards uh, up, up the steps of the of the front gate, and it seems to lead inside uh, the lodge itself. Um, at this point, you guys are about twenty feet um, from the nearest edge of the uh, of the lodge, and you watch as uh, kind of the northernmost window on this side facing you um, explodes outwards, and you see um, looks to be a, a very uh, sort of light blue ray of some kind come shooting out of the window into the into the sky and uh, now that this has happened you, you can start hearing that there is some kind of commotion happening inside the lodge I have a feat uh, recognise spell uh, sure is there a roll for that let me double check uh, is it a champion feat it is because uh, I'm a champion so it would be uh, I don't think it's going to write a creature with a line of sight cast a spell. Ah, uh, fair enough. Unfortunately, not. Uh, must be aware of the casting. Fair enough. Uh, if I'm trained in it, uh, and it's a common spell of second level or lower, I automatically identify it. Okay. Um, I'll t- tell you what you've. Um... There is there is a, actually there is actually a role. Um. But if that's the case, if, if I automatically identify it, uh, I can't get a worse result than a success. 
Okay, uh, let me just uh, look at the wording on the feet. Because I do not recognise that feet. I, I, I rolled a one on my recognised feet check. <laughs> <laughs> um, you rolled a secret arcana, nature, occultism, or religion check, whichever corresponds to the tradition of the spell being cast. <coughs> oh, I see. Okay. I uh, see. Um, wh- and what's your... Uh, well, my... I'll give you them all. My arcana is minus two. My nature is one. My occultism is minus two. My religion is five. Okay. Uh, so actually, it largely doesn't matter. Um, you recognise as, as, as this comes out. Um, I mean, you haven't seen it being cast, so you're not certain. But the effect is concurrent with the Ray of Frost spell. It's rare of frost, probably dealing with a wizardy person. Okay. So, chaps, are we off to see the wizard? The wonderful wizard. Yes. What if, it's just an idea, what if uh, I perhaps uh, set fire to the lodge and then we shoot whoever comes out? Well, there might be innocent people in there. Uh, well, we we'll to use our best judgment. We don't go we burning innocent people. And who we don't shoot. We've learned that. We don't burn the innocent. Did we? When did I mean, we learn that? <laughs> I don't remember. Just that now. Just. It's a new lesson. <laughs> okay, uh, as, as you're kind of having this conversation, um, one of the doors, again, on this... this, this um, this wall facing you um, bursts open and you see one of Rockar's raiders sort of flying back out um, onto, onto their back and they sort of, they, they sort of fall out of the doors and then uh, sort of slam heavily onto, on, onto the decking outside and uh, they appear to not be moving. Oh, quickly mm. run over and check if he's alive. Okay, give me a, he. <laughs> give me a medicine check, Orwin. Medicide. Uh, 14. 14. What is it with mere medicide checks? <laughs> it's like the game just doesn't want you to, to, to roll them. <laughs> Did you just call it medicide? Medicide, yeah. yeah. I've, I've decided it's medicide when yeah. Olwyn's concerned. I've, de- <laughs> I've decided that Olwyn's um, kind of... Um, if, if this were a video game, Alwyn's class would, would be the harmacist. <laughs> the harmacist. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, yeah, so you, you, run, you run up and you check uh, this, this individual. Um, yeah, they seem to have uh, a big um, loads of shards of ice embedded in their chest, and they do not appear to be moving. Uh, they, you, you, you feel like this individual is probably dead. I don't think he's going to pull through. Or he needs to tell us what's him. going on. He's dead, Avenge Jim. Avenge Ice Chesty. Uh, Bright Alwyn's going to pelt through the door. Okay, uh, you pelt through the door, Alwyn, and uh, as you get, as you kind of clamber over the corpse of this individual, um, you burst through through the door, and inside the lodge. Um, is a scene of utter 
chaos. Um, you see, uh, kind of off to your right, you see another of Rockar's bandits. Uh, seem, and there seem to be these two small shapes flitting around him as, as they swing at him with a sword. Um, in the center of the room, kind of near the fireplace, you can see two, um, uh, sorry, one uh, creature very similar to um, the ice snakes that, that you'd fought on the river. Um, and in, in between him and uh, this, this, this flying uh, creature with blue skin uh, is another bandit. Uh, you see that Rokar is up on, on the great table, uh, sort of whirling and slashing with his, with his, with his sword. And he sees, he sees you enter the, enter the lodge, Alwyn, and he calls out... Uh, Ah, oh, about bloody time. Was was beginning to wonder when you guys were showing up. Come on, help us out here, will you? Well, he seems very calm for what's going on. Um, okay. That's, um, that's mostly because I, I, I can't act not calm without <laughs> shouting my microphone apart. And the listeners appreciate your voice. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, Alwyn, uh, uh, as, as Rokar says this, um, one of these flying figures uh, that's harassing the bandit on the right-hand side uh, kind of wheels round in an arc uh, and flies uh, straight towards you. Um, let's roll some initiative, please. Okay. 15. 15. 14. Oh. And for um, Otto. Oh, for all of us. Rolling for initiative. It's your perception. 15. 15 for Otto. Okay. Okay, uh, so this this small individual that's flying straight towards you, Alwyn, um, uh, and, and, and you see that it's got um, it's it's got blue skin, and it uh, seems to have these sort of butterfly-like wings dragging behind it. Uh, looks looks similar to the creature that that, that you saw in the basement uh, below um, below the um, uh, the lodge. Uh, it comes flying towards you and you see that it has uh, a little rapier of its own in one hand and it's going to swing for you. Okay, and with a 12, I think that's going to miss you. That does miss. Okay, so it goes in for a strike. Um, you quickly step to one side and it glides past you. Um, Aha! Oh, I'm sorry. Are you doing something? No, I just went. Ha ha. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, it it kind of it kind of uh, lunges for you, um, glides uh, more to the left hand side so that it's in, it's kind of in, in the corner. Um, it's going to lunge for you a second time. And no, that's going to be a thirteen to hit. No. Uh, yeah. So again, it kind of thrusts at you with its rapier and thrusts a second time, but but you definitely dodge out of the way. Um, it's now uh, Rokar's turn. Uh, you see, he kind of leaps off the table um, 
to help out his uh, his fellow who's standing on the door in, in the corner to the north. Um, makes two strikes of his own at um, the creature. Okay, and gets uh, kind of a glancing blow with the second strike. You see uh, a small spurt of what looks to be blood of some kind um, blast out of, of, of this small creature. Uh, that's going to be the end of his turn. Olwyn, you're up. Right, as it's come right up to me, uh, I'm going to drop the longbow, um, draw my rapier as my first action, and attempt to stab the little blue thingy. Okay, roll the attack. Uh, 14. Uh, 14. Oh, it's just a miss, unfortunately. Uh, you think you've got it, and then it flicks um, just slightly up into the air. Okay, uh, my last action, I will attempt the same thing again. Okay. Oh, that's better. Uh, 21. 21 is a hit, so roll the damage there for me. Yay. One point of damage. One point yeah. of damage. Okay. <laughs> so you, you lunge out, you, you it kind of changes direction just as you uh, get get your blade to it uh, but you do get a, uh, a strike on this on this individual anything else there Alwyn? no nope, that's it for me okay uh, in that case we are around two uh, Otto um, Otto you've just seen Alwyn disappear oh, sorry, first you saw this this bandit come flying out of the lodge and now you've seen Alwyn just go rushing in what would you like to do uh, well I suppose I'd better follow Owen into the lodge. Okay, uh, so, so 25 feet will get you just inside the the, the door. Uh, and as mentioned, you see uh, a scene of utter pandemonium. Uh, there's there's mm. bandits uh, that are fighting off various uh, small creatures and a few of these ice snakes as well. Ice snakes as well. Well, th there's um. one of the the ice snakes that you'd fought um, over the river, and there's another. Um, also, small flying creature that appears to have blue skin and quite a quite a long nose. Uh, which is nearest to me? Uh, the nearest one to you is uh, there's one of these small fairy-like creatures uh, that's between Captain Rokar and one of his bandits. Then I will deploy my electric arc to him. Okay, uh, so it's a dexterity save from the thing. Mm. Okay. Oh, what's your spell DC, Otto? It is uh, 16. Oh, that is a fail on the on the sprite's part. Ah. How much damage does he take? Let's have a look. Let's have a roll. Three. Oh, three plus. Um, is it three plus anything? Uh, if it is, it's plus your charisma modifier. Uh, but I don't know that for certain. Bear with me. Mm. It will say in the spell description, mm. which I appreciate you don't have because you don't have the rule book. I don't. Let's check this electric arc. Electric arc. Uh, yeah, 1d4 plus your spell casting modifier. Right, so it's six. Six damage, yeah, nice. Uh, a nasty zap on this creature here, kind of uh, shudders in place for, for a moment and then 
goes right back to what it was doing, harassing uh, uh, the gentleman in, in the corner. Is is looking fairly hurt though. Hmm. Oh, well, I have my have my hand bolt in my hand. I'll, I'll take a shot at him. Okay. Uh, so um, electric arc is two actions, and it took yes. your move action to get inside. So unfortunately, oh, you haven't so got another turn. I've finished. That's all right. Um, so, end of your turn, Alwyn. Uh, Otto, sorry. Uh, it is round to Brother Ramos. Uh, again, mm -hmm. Brother Ramos, you've just seen um, this bandit come flying out, out of the lodge, and then uh, <laughs> your comrades go rushing inside. Okay, so obviously I will um, I'll move inside to the lodge. Okay. Um, 25. Yeah, you, you, you kind of push, push past Otto and Alwyn. And again, as I say, the scene is utter pandemonium in this uh, in this 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 common room. Okay. Um, well, Otto seems to have hit. So I'll, I'll, I'll I'm going to attack the the creature that was um, after Halloween that he missed sure. on, his, on his last turn. Sure. With, um, yeah. So. And and where you, where where you've come th come through the door, you are kind of right next to it, next to this creature, so you can absolutely have a swing at it. Excellent, I'll have a swing at it with flurry of blows. Okay, roll with two attacks for me. What am I adding to these? I can't remember. It's unarmed your players. unarmed strike yeah. modifier. Twenty-four. Is a hit. Not quite critical. And 21. Here's a hit. So two, two solid hits there. Okay. Five. And a six. Five and a six, yeah. Uh, you kind of weave in between Otto and Alwyn, uh, see this small creature, and uh, with the first strike, you manage to pin it to the wall, and with the second, you smash its head against against the wall <laughs> of the lodge. And, and as you, as you pull your fist away, it kind of sticks to your fist. You kind of shake it, and it kind of flutters off and and hits the ground with a heavy thud. Good Take work. that, you blue bastard! <laughs> there you go. I believe you have one more action, brother Ramos. Um, how far away am I from the? The one that Otto had a go at. Um, you're only about ten feet. I'll move. I'll move towards that in my next action then. Okay. Uh, you kind of scamper up on, on, onto the table, uh, so you got a better view. You see this one between Rokar and uh, one of his bandits, and uh, you make ready to leap down and unleash hell on it. Okay. Um, the three of you see this actually, um, kind of behind. One of the bandits, as mentioned, there's this small creature um, that kind of has blue skin, quite a long nose and big ears. And um, for lack of a better description, looks like it would be wearing a furry hat if it was not uh, quite clearly part of it, part of its body. And, uh, this particular individual uh, sees you enter through the doorway, um, kind of looks at the three of you with a sneer and says, ah. The meddlers. Good. Tebnotten will be pleased. And uh, she moves away from the bandit that she's engaged with, uh, disappears around a corner, and you hear a smash as a, as a window appears to break. And uh, 
she disappears from sight. And uh, that, folks, is where we're going to end it for tonight's session. And I am unhurt. I, I have come through two whole episodes unscathed. <laughs> so far! <laughs> Tales from the Twenty Side is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Nazar Ryback from hooksounds.com, editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram by searching Tales from the Twenty Side or by visiting talesfromthe20side.com. Tales from the Twenty Side.